my friends, this is Annie and Hedia coming to you live from your Belinda, California for the Living Fearless Devotional. A show on resurrectministry.com, harnessing the power of the internet to bring the gospel to every corner of the earth. Whether you're a princess walled up in a palace in Dubai or a housewife in Encino, Jesus <laughs> will meet you where you are. We have all kinds of resources to help in your walk with the Lord, whether you've been a believer for a long time or have recently met the Lord or have not even met him. Check it out. Uh, we have books and podcasts, articles, uh, worship bands, pastors maybe you've never heard of. It is a, it's a great place to start. And if you care to drop us a line, we'd love to hear from you. And if this ministry has blessed you in any way, we'd love your support. You can click the donate now button. Nice. So good. Let's hear you joining us. Hey, Cindy Hauser. We missed you last night. Hi, Cindy. She wasn't on last night, right? Nope. But she sent a couple comments. She listened to it after. Oh, very good. Very good. But we did miss you. Yes. Um, so that was really good. It was very concise. Thank you. It just, um, it just stopped. Yeah. I, I, I can't think of a good landing. <laughs> I got to think of a good landing, folks. I'm really hyper-focused on this mic today because <laughs> I've been scolded a couple times and I'm just trying to get this right. So if I look a little robotic, that's why. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> Don't yeah. make me laugh. I'm trying not to look at you. You look like uh, when, you're, when you're in a car accident and you, you know, yeah, when yeah, you're, yeah, your neck hurts. Yeah. And you're, going, I, I, you're talking to me like, just don't make me move. Don't make me move. <laughs> Don't make me look around. All right. We're reading uh, from uh, Morning by Morning by Charles Spurgeon for March 27th. The reference is Matthew 26, 56. And it says, then all the disciples deserted him and fled. Oh, can you imagine? No. We've had it like three nights of this. Right. Of, the, of these shenanigans of these, these with these disciples. <laughs> Charles Spurgeon says, Jesus never deserted his disciples, but in their cowardly fear for their own lives, they deserted him at the very beginning of his sufferings. This is a great example of the fra fra frailty. Wow. This is a great example of the frailty of us as believers, if left to fend for ourselves. For at best, we are sheep and sheep flee when a wolf attacks. All the disciples had been warned of the coming danger, and yet each had promised to die rather than leave their master. Still, when the danger arrived, they were seized with sudden panic and took to their heels and ran. Perhaps at the beginning of, of this day, I have proposed in my mind to bear a trial for the sake of the Lord, mm -hmm. and I feel certain I will exhibit perfect loyalty and faithfulness. Yep. Yet may I be careful to boast least, lest I have the same evil heart of unbelief and then depart from my Lord, just as the apostles did. It is one thing to promise, but quite another to actually perform. What an eternal honor it would have been for them to have stood by Jesus' side as men. Yet they fled the honor. Lord, may I be kept from imitating them. Amen. Where else would they have been as safe as by their master's side? At any moment, he could have called down more than 12 legions of angels. They fled from their only true safety. Oh God, don't let me be such a fool as that. For your divine grace can make even a coward brave. A smoldering wick 
he will not snuff out. For he can cause it to burst forth in flames on the altar whenever he wills. In fact, these very apostles who were as afraid and timid as a hare later grew to be as bold as a lion after the Holy Spirit descended upon them. In the same way, oh, oh, uh, that's important. In the, <laughs> in the same way, the Spirit can make my cowardly and unfaithful spirit brave so that I boldly confess my Lord and bear witness to his truth. What anguish must have filled the Savior's soul as he watched the unfaithfulness of his friends? And this was but one bitter ingredient he saw when he looked in the cup. Yet he drank it all. May I not put another drop in his cup? For I forsake my Lord. I crucify the Son of God all over again and subject him to public disgrace. Keep me, O blessed Spirit, from an end so shameful. Wow. Oh, so you know what I thought of what last night we were listening to Jack's um, expositional teaching on first Peter. Mm -hmm. And he at the time, because it's the current events at the time were the ISIS murders of the Christians. And he was describing that scene, if you recall, on the beach when they're in the jumpsuits. And he was saying one by one, they went down the row with their big giant knife and asked each one of them, do you renounce that Jesus is God? And every single one of them refused. And they watched their friends get their throats slit, mm. you know, and down to the last guy, I don't know, it was 11 of them or something, down to the last guy, no one refused. Wow. You know, and so. If I'm number 11, I'm going. Hmm. You really, at that point, you're thinking, wow, you yeah. know, uh, but what kind of faith comes over them? And then, it, and then juxtapose that to my friend who uh, her. Yeah, they were in a prison in Iran for um, the same crime, for um, professing Jesus as Lord. And they told her, yeah, you're going to be executed if you do not renounce it. She also refused. But the Lord intervened. There was a humanitarian organization that had pleaded with the State Department for, the, for their release and um, had intervened. And as a result, the Iranian government gave them up wow. and sent them home. So the question is, when the Lord is calling on us, our bravery, you cannot look at the possibility of death as an unworthy or unacceptable outcome, because he doesn't promise that you're not going to die. He just promises an eternity with him. And so it's calling on us to be brave despite the penalty of death, at least the temporary death until you sleep and go meet Jesus. But that's the, that's what we need to convince ourselves, God forbid it ever gets to that point for any of us, but who knows mm. that that's what he's expecting. And that's a, and that's why the disciples fled. But the consolation is the disciples fled before they received the Holy spirit. Right. So it's such an important part that I just, yes, it just hit me because they all died martyrs mm. except one. So they are, they did learn. Okay, we're not doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> we were already embarrassed and it's going to be in the Bible. Everybody's going to know what happened. Right. I'm going to make sure that the next chapter. <laughs> I'm not going to do that again, but re the reality is they had the power of the Holy spirit. So mm. when you are a spirit filled believer, you, when you weigh eternity against whatever they're mm. threatening in this life, you're like, I am not sacrificing my eternity right. for this moment.
to live is to die. Uh, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. Wow. Okay, this has really no comparison other than um, the other than failure, because it just I don't know why it, why this even comes to me because it's not quite the same as dying for Christ. However, <laughs> it's like it's like I, I told the the audience and you several times that for the kids, you know, they saw a failed marriage. And I said, and I said, I want them to see what it's like for a man and a woman to get married and to love each other and to, to last and to, to go through difficulty and come out of it better than they were before the difficulty. And I want them to experience that and see that. Yes. And, and part of that is because I, I, I was, I, and then God gave me the second chance, kind of like the disciples, you know, and I know it's very different. <laughs> getting your head cut off and getting no, married is not but, the same no, thing. But what's the same <laughs> is that you became spirit filled. Yes. You, why did you take my line? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that's where you're going. <laughs> because there were moments where we had some difficulties in the beginning because we are so we not continue. supposed to be together because of a whole bunch of things. Those I mean, earthly reasons. Earthly reasons. Yes. And then the, but then the, the Holy spirit um, is became involved in our marriage became that third. Well, he brought us together. Yeah. Brought us together. And, but, but you know, we, we, we continued in that relationship with him and, and truly brought him into our marriage. But uh, yeah. So it's, uh, it's, that's the, that's the key. That's the thing that I was bringing those two things together is that there's so many things that turn out differently once he's present. Amen. Once, once he indwells inside you. Absolutely. Parenting. Impossible without him. Yeah. Or it just becomes a train wreck without him. Yeah. Wow, that's so cool. So good. I, I, I maybe we should read the scriptures first, but I'm I'm wondering if um do you think that he was what's the words? I know we have people commenting, but I want to go to this here really quick. Um where um, Charles says that how uh, Jesus must have felt like he must have been so. What was the word he used when he when he saw that they left him? Betrayed. Betrayed. Uh, it's it's similar to that word. But do you think that he did? You think that he did feel like all oh, these guys are horrible people? No, but he knew, he knew, right? He knew they were going to betray him. Yeah, so I was a little bit. What anguish to, must have filled the Savior's yes, soul as he watched the unfaithfulness of his friends? I don't and, think he felt anguish. I don't think. And I like the reason why I'm saying we maybe the scripture says that he did. <laughs> 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 so I don't want to, you know, be, uh, you know, so firm in my no, thought. No, I think Spurgeon. I think Spurgeon's humanizing him. Mm. I think that's a that's a Spurgeon's opinion. Almost like maybe Jesus was going. You know, maybe maybe God's wrong. Maybe, maybe the, this time, impossible. maybe <laughs> impossible. Maybe that's what Jim's comment is to this commentary. We didn't read Jim's. Oh, so maybe Jim's like, yeah. no, I don't think Jesus. because remember on the last devotion, it was like, no, I don't think Jesus was afraid. Oh yeah. Virgin also that's true. Said Jesus was afraid. And he's that's like, true. I know Jesus wasn't afraid. That's good. Schnooks. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Okay. So let's go ahead and what you want to do, Jim first or the scripture oh, or the one? comments. We should catch up with our comments because when we get behind, it becomes uh, very difficult. Yeah, it becomes very difficult to understand. Hey, ladies. So you go. Ahead. Uh, it is, um, first of all, we'll say hi to Carrie and good afternoon to Kate because she's in Australia. So it's a totally different time zone. 
And uh, Cindy says, yes, within ourselves, we fail, but the Holy Spirit gives us the boldness to stand. Amen. And may he always. Mm. And it's a good advice not to boast because you never know what you will do in that until you're in that position. Right. Uh, Cindy saying, when I was put in that position, I thought of denying uh, would be fit that would be that denying, but fit that to be my last words before facing Jesus, I couldn't do. The Lord helped me to stand. Mm. Wait, you had to stand at the face of death, Cindy, for your faith? Wait, what? Cindy has all kinds I of know. stories. Oh my so goodness. exciting. I think uh, Jesus was patient and lovingly frustrated. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's a better description. <laughs> yeah. I, I, Yes, I mean, so much was going on. I mean, I mean, that's one thing I wish they had, like a bot, like Jesus had a body cam to just see all the stuff that was going on around him, just to see so these men. So we could see. Oh, yeah, right. So we could see what was actually, and not that the Bible is, I mean, it's pretty descriptive, but uh, just seeing uh, all of it, everything that was going on. Well, and another part that I want to point out is the scriptural reference to him being, do you not know that I can call on my father to send me 12 legions of angels? I love that scripture because mm. I feel when I'm praying for people, I feel um, the urge to pray angelic support. But after we were listening to one of those pastors, he's like, we shouldn't communicate directly to angels. Like we should be asking everything of Jesus that he just made it kind of touchy. And then now I hesitate, but Mm. I'm so happy I'm reminded of the scripture because you can call on legions of angels for ministering, for warring, for protection, uh, of course, in the name of Jesus. But um, it's a great resource. We have the resource of heavens, and that's what um, Spurgeon's communicating here, too. So do you call them through I, Jesus? Like Jesus? I can say, you... dear Lord, please send your legion of angels to mm. protect my, you know, your son or your daughter as they're, you know, going about their day or they're from in a sickness or they're afraid mm -hmm. um, or you're ministering angels to minister to their heart, to bring them peace, to bring them joy. Hmm. I don't, yeah, I've never thought I, I when I ever I thought about doing something like that, it reminded me of my Catholic faith because we were always going to other people. We never really talked well, to Jesus. I think that's the sensitivity, but it's kind of like Pastor Jack says about Mary, like we shouldn't not respect Mary just because we just don't want to be like Catholics. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. everything we do is like, oh, oh God, we can't do that because it'll make us sound like we're Catholics. I, mm -hmm. I don't think, I mean, the scripture makes it clear. Jesus says, I can call my father to send legions of angels. Mm. So that's an authority he gives us in his word. How come when we uh, talk to Jesus, we never say, hey, can you say hi to Mary for us? We you know, want to say hi. Can you say hi to your dad? Your earthly dad, not your. Not oh, I ask him all yeah. the time. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. You're not supposed to communicate to the dead directly. That's another thing. Oh. We are not supposed to try to communicate to the dead because that's uh, witchcraft. Uh. That's the occult. But I asked the Lord to. Wow, I'm loving you so much tonight. I did not know when I started this devotional <laughs> that's that I was where gonna, we were going to go. So many little tidbits of information, uh, and if you know, I know Hetty is not wrong, but if I'm wrong on anything, you just you just I put, could be wrong. You absolutely. put it right out there in the comments and and let us know. Let's go and As see. Cindy was uh, says such a police thought that Jesus uh, could wear a body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, angels are a great resource. Amen. Oh, I'm glad oh. you think so, Cindy. Some people get kind of like you know testy about mentioning angels, so. 
Yeah, um, wanna, I would like a, a, a cherubim, you know, sitting on our well, and on our nightstand. Thing, and it's and the <laughs> funny thing is, when I was listening to a pastor this morning, who was saying that why do you think he's like, look, angels don't look like those. First of all, angels don't have wings. Seraphim have wings, and so he said, you know, when angels come, they're terrifying looking. Because every time they mm-hmm. appear in scripture, they say, don't be afraid. <laughs> so you imagine if he keeps saying, we say, if they look like those cute little things on your mantle, the angels wouldn't have to shout, don't be afraid. <laughs> so just imagine what the angel looks like when you see him. It's going to be pretty scary. They're not like those little cute little tchotchkes that people put no, on their shelves. No, <laughs> they're not cute and fat and around smiley faces. They look like little babies. No. Like the- my sister-in-law used to have those darn things everywhere. Like they're just like annoying. Like, oh really? Like why do you have those things they're all like over Catholic there? Catholic I th- I don't know. She's yeah. like little angels. Like those little angel angel statuettes that got dusty. Like the butterfly people in the tornado video I sent you yesterday. Oh, I think we missed that, Kate. Oh, I mean, uh, Cindy. Cindy. Yeah, we we'll have to look at that. Yeah, and Kate likes that too. Ha ha! Jesus with a body cam. <laughs> And Carrie agrees. She also says, ask God to send angels to protect sometimes. Yes. Especially when you live alone, like uh, Carrie, I believe you do. It's, it's, uh, it's very empowering. I know when me and Zara lived alone, I used to pray for protection from angels all the time. Lord, please send me your warring angels to encompass our home. Are you asking for a cherubim or seraphim? I'm not, I'm not delineating because those are all different heavenly beings. Yes. So, we learned that in our class. I just, I just asked for it. angels. Hey, Hannah, you. what's happening? Hey, Hannah, hello. Nice to see you. So we see what Jim has to say. Yeah, let's see what Jim has to say. Let's do that first. Sometimes we're tempted to be critical of certain Bible characters. We wonder how could the disciples could be so shocked to learn one of them would betray Christ in one minute, only to flee from and deny him a few hours later. We see the children of Israel delivered from Egypt after witnessing miracle after miracle, such as the plagues and the parting of the Red Sea, simply to say so quickly, if only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt, (laughs) rather than being so quick myself to condemn them, perhaps I should consider how many miracles the Lord has performed in my life and how often I have denied him either in my words or my actions. Remember, as Spurgeon alludes to today, the disciples did not yet have the benefit of the Holy Spirit. And after he was sent in Acts 2, they were amazingly bold and fearless. Father, thank you for the filling of your Holy Spirit. May I keep on being filled, walking boldly and faithfully in your truth, never denying you again. Mm. That's good. So good. Way to go, Jim. Way to go, Jim. (laughs) All right. Scripture. Oh, yeah, we didn't do that yet. (laughs) I put them in order of Matthew because they were all from Matthew 26. So Matthew 26, 39, Mm -hmm. going a little farther. Remember, this is um, Jesus still in Gethsemane. Mm -hmm. He fell, that's Jesus, fell with his face to the ground and prayed, Oh, my father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. And 2653. Do you not think I cannot call on my father and he will at once put at my disposal more than 12 legions of angels? Ah, love that. That's so, that's so gangster. <laughs> that, know, do- that verse and the one where the uh, Pharisees were telling them when they were singing Hosanna, Hosanna, when he entered Jerusalem and the Pharisees were like, tell him to stop. And he says, if I tell them to stop, the rocks will. Mm. I was like, yes, so gangsters. It got a couple of really, really awesome sayings. 
the power. I imagine those angels having like uh, black battle fatigues like I used to wear in the police department. Yeah. And the vests. I never and seen the, you in and those. Their, and their hats backwards. And the and you're really and coming ammuni- up with some ammunition little- strapped over their shoulder. <laughs> 12, 12, 12 legions of them. Twelve. Yes. Uh, and you know, they don't have to be like I know yours would probably be all handsome and everything. No, no. Mine, mine would be just, just like gruffy, like almost like Hell's Angels looking. Yeah. Like I, I want mine to be ugly. <laughs> well, they're scary. Yeah. Whatever they are, they're scary. I, I don't want your kind that have the tight shirts and their big arms. And, <laughs> Who says? And their eyebrows are, are shaved. Waxed. Yeah. Yeah. None of those. I, I want mine to be like just like scarred up. Yeah. Nasty. Battle, like, battle fatigue. Yeah, like a shark that's been hit by the like a boat, you know, just a, a big old wound fin that's barely hanging on. A shark hit by a boat. Yeah. Okay. You seen those I'm sharks? Getting a, I'm getting a visual. Have now. you seen those sharks? They have those have scars. Not. Really? How would I have seen that shark? You know, you never watched Shark Week and Discovery Channel? No. <laughs> what? I don't. I'm not into animals. I'm not into animals or plants. Oh. I just didn't. You know. Hmm. Oh, that's what that's what my my angels look like. Nice. <laughs> Matthew 26, 56. But this has all taken place that the writings of the prophets may be fulfilled. Then all the disciples deserted him and fled. Mm. So he knew it was coming for oh, sure. Yeah. Isaiah 42, 3. A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not snuff out. In faithfulness he will bring forth justice. I love that analogy that Spurgeon uses from this verse to say, and even if you are that wick, he will not let it die out. Yeah. He will turn it into a, a flame so that yeah, you can continue really to walk boldly. And, I, and I've read that so many times and never really understood it or I guess. It's just, prophetic too. Yeah, it's so, Jesus. So awesome. Uh, Hebrews 6, 4 through 6. It is impossible for those who have once been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift, who have shared in the Holy Spirit, who have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the powers of the coming age and who have fallen away to be brought back to repentance to their loss. They are crucifying the son of God all over, over again, again and subjecting him to public disgrace. <gasps> That's very scary. So that, well, I got to tell you, wait, this scripture is a little scary because this is saying that the people who have shared in the Holy spirit didn't say dwelled, with the Holy Spirit, because this is the eternal security question, right? Like some people can quote this and say, see, you don't have eternal security because you've been enlightened. You tasted the heavenly gift you shared in the Holy Spirit. But look at the word choice. You've been enlightened. So you have a little bit of knowledge. You tasted a heavenly gift. You shared in the Holy Spirit and you've tasted the goodness. So these are all like, like you've got a toe in. Mm-hmm. You've not been fully immersed. Uh, but nonetheless, I see what you're saying. You see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's not saying that they've been reborn and indwelled by the Holy Spirit. It's saying they've just basically walked along the road enough to have experienced parts of the majesty of Christ. Andy has walked along the road feeling parts of. Yes. Tasted it. And partook. Yes. And partook. (laughs) But for those to fall away, they cannot be back, um, brought back to repentance. Mm. Uh, we were in that scripture, actually. Who are those that cannot be saved? Pastor Jack's doing on Wednesday nights, Hebrews. Mm-hmm. We talked about that. Wow. Who are those that cannot be saved? Mm. 
tough dog, junkyard dog. <laughs> I think that's from your angel description. Yeah. And yes, Kate um, cites 13.2 up above. Well, maybe not too scary because the Bible says, do not forget to show hospitality to strangers for by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Those must be the mm. good looking angels. <laughs> the not so scary angels. Because whenever <laughs> angels appeared in the Old Testament, they were scary. Mm. Uh, yeah, but we've and we learned that there are all types. Yeah, yeah, and Cindy's saying, yeah, it depends on the angels and its purpose. There you go. Because mm. angels can look like homeless people. We <laughs> learned from that song, Sarah. If God was a homeless person, no, how's that song go? <laughs> I don't know. Kate's like, there's such a delay; it's irrelevant. No, it's not. We go no. back to the issue. Yeah, Absolutely. we see your comments. We just ignore it. <laughs> just kidding. No, we, um, yeah, we see the comments come in and we come back to them sometimes. Yes. You know, I'm just joking. Um, yeah, who was that? Sarah? No, was, there's a song. It's about like a homeless guy. And they go, what if he's God or something like, what if he's Jesus? Well, that's why uh, Kate brings up that scripture because yes, mm. some angels must not be too scary because you entertain them and you don't freak out. And they must not be smelly. I, no, you know, some are smelly. Oh, no. Not the ones I invite to my house because I have a very sensitive nose. <laughs> They're not coming in. I'll talk to you outside. You know, your Archie Bunkerness is coming out. <laughs> that old man's coming out of the yes. grave and knocking. I have, the, I have certain things. It's like noises when people eat drive me crazy. Yes. I, I mean, I, I clickety clack sounds in the car. Oh, yeah. You can't take that either. No, it drives me crazy. I, I put a post on Facebook. There's a name for it. Oh, what is it? I have to look it up. I oh, know. okay. It, it's a post on Facebook. It's a disease. No, it's not a disease. <laughs> it's a condition. A condition. Yeah, hold on. I could find it probably pretty fast. Oh, no. But uh, on your Facebook? Yeah, by breathing. Like if there's somebody at church breathing behind me and I can hear them, it'll it'll drive me. It'll drive me. Crazy. OCD? No. You sure. No. Look at that picture on the way. To... No. Yeah, this is going to take a while. Snugs. Yeah, because you, you, you post every <laughs> 10 minutes. <laughs> it's a. Andy's entire life is telegraphed. No, I, 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 po I post. Well, Much to the dismay of our entire family. <laughs> the kids are like, oh, no. Is that picture going on Facebook? Yes. Yeah, I don't post any bad pictures. Have I ever posted a, a really bad picture of you? No. No. A really bad one? No. <laughs> I don't let you take really bad ones of me. I'm pretty, I'm pretty discerning with my pictures. Well, I did post it. I promise. Did I just not? Oh, no. See, I'm not seeing. It was I... more than a week ago? No. You're on day six now. Oh, am I? Yeah. It might have been a week ago. I forget. There's a name Anyways. for it. Anyways. All right. There's a name so for it. So you think you have it? You have this well, condition? Well, I have this the condition. Nicky Nack, it, the Nicky Nack It disorder. sounds and smells. The, the smells I know I got from my mom. My mom can could smell smelly. I'm going to use a better word than she used. But she could smell a smelly feet a mile away. <laughs> my mom's like that too oh actually. man she could smell stuff like but did she was business. she hard of hearing because my mom was like that because her hearing faculties no my finished. dad was a little bit oh towards the end he was a little bit but uh yeah i can't find it i don't know what i did with it um but I, i'm pretty sure i posted it there's a lot of jack hibbs on my what are you talking <laughs> i post jack hibbs hockey all kinds of shenanigans all, all kinds of stuff what uh oh we got a couple of things there oh carrie says 
So she also gets aggravated by repeated sounds. Yes. And Kate says her son has that problem and it's a pain. Oh. Uh-huh. And Cindy's also saying she recognizes the song from those little the three notes that you sang. Yeah. <laughs> and Hannah's oh, disgusted by gum chewers. Oh. Oh, I'm the worst too. And I smack oh. it, make sounds, and oh, it's terrible. So I try not to chew gum. It's extremely yeah, annoying. Yeah, you make noises when you chew, but I, I, the Holy Spirit has allowed me to shut it out. When I chew food? Yeah. Really? You do. Especially when you're tasting it. The very first taste, there's a, there's two smacks. Oh, you do that too. It's okay when I do it. Really? It irritates me when other people do it. That's the, oh. that's the problem. And I'm pretty careful about not doing it. So on occasion, I know that it can happen. Like I, like I can't stand other people eating sunflower seeds, but I love to eat sunflower seeds. Oh, okay. So Carrie's got the word for you. Oh, what is it? Misphonia. Yes. Uh, yes, it is. Um, it's a real thing. Like it, it's, it's really. Well, we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to cure you. Yeah. Well, all right. <laughs> My dad used to sneeze and like he wouldn't stop and it used to drive me crazy too. Wow. I used to oh my gosh. It's like me with dirt and mess. Yes. Yeah. But see, I hold mine in. <laughs> oh, if you only knew how much I held mine in, you have no idea. I would walk around this house literally every You have gotten seconds. so yes, for sure. That is hundred yes. percent. I I attest. Right? I attest. Because now you give me time to clean it up. Yeah. Before I, I had no chance ever. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Tolerance level, Hannah saying. See? <laughs> yeah. Well, the Holy Spirit has done miracles. I'm. I in He's my prayer before we started, I told Jesus that. that uh, I mean, you can. Uh, you created the universe and mountains and the ocean, and you've you've made me so much better, which I thought was not possible. Aww, that was an impossibility. Isn't that beautiful. <laughs> Kate says she's had a definition for us. The cause of this fury stems from a condition known as misophonia, which is stimulated by trigger sounds, typically originating from facial activity, most famously the sound of chewing. Mm. Well, <laughs> my kids will tell you. Wow. I've, uh, I've gone off on them a few times. I, I do not tolerate them doing it. Yeah, oh. it can get kind of violent on the, on the dinner table if there's somebody making loud chewing sounds. <laughs> everybody's like silence <laughs> oh my gosh nothing really happened today we hardly even saw each other today really oh you know what i had to do have you guys ever no, please don't, don't you're not going to describe that you're not going to describe that i'm not going to describe it <laughs> I'm not going to describe it, but I had to go to the doctors. Okay, you guys. This is part this of... Is, this is an Andy story that is going to blow <laughs> your mind. <laughs> I want to see how you No, I just want to you. know. I So I had this issue. So I don't want anybody to panic. I went to the emergency room the other day because my chest hurt. And uh, it was having trouble breathing. Yeah. And I was like convinced he was like had a clogged artery or a blood clot or something yeah. crazy. And so Eddie goes, let's go to the emergency room. And I'm going, no, well, just wait. And she goes, I'm taking you to the emergency room. We got to go. And I said, I will go. You can stay home. And she insisted on going with me. That was an experience. That was amazing. Kaiser's ER. So oh, <laughs> oh, I know why they make us wear masks. So <laughs> what's well, funny. I told him, I was like, I just want to wear the mask because I just don't want somebody's like. <laughs> 
Like, sure, you're off you, their you arm. know that's not just, helping. I don't. Oh, it sure is because it could stop like their <laughs> no. skin that's flaking off to hit my face. At least that. At least it'll stop that. It may not stop a microscopic virus. <laughs> it was like the scene from Star Wars again that we were in. <laughs> yeah, it would at least the bar stop. scene. It would at least stop like really. So we're really in there, and you were all good about it. you. Oh, I'm taking you to the. I'm taking you to the emergency room, and we're gonna have you examined. And we went right in because heart. I knew. I knew that anything with your heart, they take you right in. They don't make you wait initially. And I but, did dramatize it a bit. And yeah, she goes, "Oh my gosh, I think he's dying." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sitting there walking in. Hey, how you guys doing? Um, and then they do the AKG and they put us back out there. And she goes, uh, "How long's the wait?" And she said, five hours." And then Hedy goes. Hmm. you know you're all like yeah we're doing this and you're going to five did you say five hours <laughs> schnooks are you sure you need to did you look come to me? on do you, really, blood test. Do you really checked need your to... heart your ekg was normal so i knew you weren't gonna die of a heart attack so why would we have to sit there for five and a half hours <laughs> <laughs> just, that's, that's kind of like this devotional it's kind of like this i'm with you but if they're gonna torture me with five hours, then I'm out of here. You're on your own. There's a limit. <laughs> You're like a disciple. Before. There's a limit. If I thought your life was at risk, I would have sat there. So we leave. So then we go to the doctors, and then they say, you know, I have to have this CT scan. scan. Yeah, CT scan. So they do see, it. and so and it turns out everything's fine. So now they think it's indigestion, which is very embarrassing because it, I it hurts. It really. <laughs> And it was my left side and it was my like my arm was sore and I couldn't breathe. So for real, men are such babies. You're the one who made me go to the emergency room. Yeah. I was said no. I didn't want you dying in the bed and everybody. Cursing oh, me, saying, how, could let, how could you let him go to bed with <laughs> heart pain? <laughs> so today the doc, I come in for another appointment because they're trying to figure out just to make sure she goes, I want to make sure it's not an artery that's blocked and you're not going to have a stroke and all this kind of stuff. And she goes, but you're going to have to take a couple tests. A couple have made sense. But then this other one, she says, I'm going to need a stool sample. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, what? What? And she goes, you go downstairs. They'll give you the. What would you guys do without this information? They'll give you, you know, they'll give you the equipment that you need to make sure. That, and there's instructions. I go, how am I going to do this? Like, what are you? Do I go outside and get one of the pooper scoopers or something? I'm not sure how I do this. Like I was so. And they like, give what? me a whole bunch of equipment. Yes. They gave me a brown bag <laughs> full of equipment and instructions. And I have to put it on ice and all that. Like, what? This is. And they give me the uh, the thumb things, those wooden things. You just put that in your mouth. Not the one I used. I, 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 was, I put an imaginary one in my mouth. But it's one of those things. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my gosh. It. Why did you do the mouth visual though? Well, because that's how that's the 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 the, the tongue thing, the wooden tongue thing that they push down and they look to see the the, the that's what it is. Oh lord! It even said tongue despe des depressor. What's it called? Tongue depressor. I think that's what it's called. <laughs> they gave me two of them just in case. What? In case my hand slipped and oh my god! So you got to go in there and they give you this like little basket that you put on the toilet. It is a tongue depressor, apparently. Right. Uh, oh, you can literally describe the whole process. No, but it's 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 the worst thing I've ever experienced. I've done a lot of stuff. Kate is saying it's TMI. <laughs> okay, our audience members are saying that's enough. But you gotta uh, the, the the wonders of God. The wonder as he put all of this together. 
Okay. And that's not, and that's one thing that he couldn't made. Like, okay, if, okay, someday they might get sick and they're going to need to this thing. It, there should be, he should have given us a way of doing that without having to go through all those shenanigans is my point. <laughs> <laughs> like, doesn't he love it? I thought he loved us. Cindy's asking you to stop. <laughs> That's two. That's two out of three. I can't even tell you. The, the part after that I've not talked about is, I don't know if you've ever had to do that. Is this, is, have other people had fun. to do this? Am I the only one? No. I've really? done it before. What? Well, because she was testing. I can't her. imagine. I don't even imagine you even. She's testing <laughs> for H. pylori. Mm. And that's the only way you could test for it. Oh, I, I would have preferred that they would have put me out. And and like a dog, had got it like they do a dog. <laughs> it's so much better. Just put no, me to sleep. Can you, is there any way you could put me to sleep and take care of this? And you, if you knew that that's what they did, you would not prefer that. Oh. And anyway, then then. Honey, this is difficult. Wait, wait. Then you got to take. <laughs> then you got like your lunch, like your school lunch. You got to walk back into Kaiser, <laughs> and everybody knows what that brown bag is. <laughs> everybody, as you walk in, you're going. Hi, um, I need to go to the lab. <laughs> and they're going, okay. <laughs> Even the people that don't normally wear masks are like putting their, putting their masks and their up. Gloves. And their gloves. <laughs> oh my gosh. And you're walking in there. Hi. I walk in and the lab lady who took my blood today, she goes, oh, you're back. Okay, come right over here. And she goes, you did that really fast. <laughs> like she would have this whole discussion. I said, yeah, I put on a gown. I put on gloves. I put on a, on a shield. <laughs> And I did it. And she goes, really? Did you do all that? And I said, yes, of course. This is horrible. How are we going to put, how are we going to pull this back? <laughs> how? I'm just asking you how. I think I'm going to have to call, I'm going to have to call Brian and have him edit out this I, devotional. I think, yeah, we're going to have to call Jack's team and say, okay, the, the one, the, last the, one minutes, <laughs> the one we did on Monday, <laughs> yeah. um, you can, you could not do it. This is life, Schnugs. I'm sharing life. Yeah. Life. We're talking about life. God yeah. gave us this, this life. God gave us doctors and all these shenanigans. Cindy mailed theirs in with UPS. That's going to be even worse. <laughs> Mine had to be frozen for some reason. Uh, had to, I had to put it on ice. I don't know what that was all about. I never oh, heard. interesting. Carrie says, oh. I got um, intercostochondritis, a sternum inflammation from seatbelt injury. Feels like a heart attack. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yes. Yes, Cincinnati agrees. We all have to do this. Privately. Privately. <laughs> not, not in front of 10 million people that watch this podcast. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I'm done. This must be an Australian expression. Give yeah. him a lolly. <laughs> <laughs> give oh, him a lolly, please. i have to look that up. What's the American version of give him a lolly? Like, Is it? Bless shove his a, heart is like bless his heart. I know. I think it's south. like shove something in his mouth so he stops talking. <laughs> <laughs> you might be right. Right? You might be right. Which one of those is it, Kate? Bless his heart. In the South, they say bless his heart when they say you, you're gone over the deep end, mister. That's a nice way of saying it. Mm. Or is it put something in his mouth to shut him up? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I want to see you are so spirit filled and smart. I want to hear how you're going to land this plane. (sighs) (laughs) 
Lord, we are grateful. We are so grateful to be your sons and daughters that you give us joy. Yes. You give us joy. And that um, may we never betray you. May we mm. have courage and strength when you call on us to um, testify of you. May we never be those that betray you. May we never add another drop in your cup of the sins that you carry to the cross for us. Uh, we, uh, it is, um, we don't take it lightly, Lord, we love you. And we offer ourselves as a living sacrifice and we, we wish that none would perish. We know that is your heart. And we hope that we do a little piece of drawing others, maybe not with this devotional, but with others, <laughs> other devotional drawing people closer to you, Lord. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. We, we, Thank you for saving us and redeeming us mm -hmm. and giving us a life worth living. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Amen. We love you guys. We are family. And Andy shares his heart. Yeah, Andy does share his heart. Over shares his heart. <laughs> Over shares. <laughs> See, so this is where the cultural differences in a relationship come mm. forth. Because Middle Easterners, we do not oh. discuss bodily parts or mm. functions. And um, we're private people. And so you're way more open um, sharing these personal details of your life. So hmm. this, is, uh, this is an experience. It's an experience. Yeah. yeah. But I, I love I, you anyway, so. But I make sure all the doors are shut when all that's going on. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I've oh, we're been, not going back there again. No, yeah. Let's not go back there. Yeah. I don't want them to think that I that I like leave doors open and talk to you while you know with the door open. No, I don't. No, no, no. no. You're very private about that, but you yeah. just talk about it on air. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, we got to go. We love you guys. We love you Thank so you. much. Thank, Thank you. you for tolerating us tonight. <laughs> I don't know how we got off this reservation. <laughs> oh yeah, I tried to pull it back. I tried to pull it back, but this just uh, yeah just got a little loopy. I just, I'm just saying that God could have, could have just given us like a little drawer or something in our body that we could it's use. It's all good. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> all right. We it's love you guys. perfect design. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, of course. We love you guys. God bless. Take care.